Well, hello there. You're listening into conversations with leaders across City on a Hill who are sharing their wisdom for life from the Book of Life. As a church, we're in the Book of Proverbs, and it's guiding us to be knowing Jesus and making Jesus known. And why this love for Jesus? Well, many reasons. But one, in Jesus, it tells us in the book of Colossians, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So do you want some wisdom? Are you seeking some knowledge? Uh, my name is Louis. I'm from Sydney Hill Surf Coast. With me is Emily from Sydney Hill, Melbourne. Welcome Woo! to the first episode of Wisdom for Life. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Welcome We're back, Em. We back. Thanks. We back. Thanks, Louis. <laughs> No, it's so fun to be back. Um, it was such a privilege to do this um, throughout the the vine, the trellis, and the crow, and so being able to come back and think through the wisdom of proverbs um, and hear from our friends and our leaders, it's just a real treat. I got to admit, it was it was a bit of a blast, flourishing in Christ, and now wisdom for life. It's a uh, look. It's 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 an honor to get a call back. Uh, for a second podcast. It really is. Um, Season two. Am I going to say surprising? <laughs> Sorry? Is it surprising? I'm surprised. Uh, yeah? No? Nah, we have, great. We have great faces for radio. Great faces. <laughs> we have the best faces for radio. So. <laughs> is that well, it's just a little bit to hear it. Uh, I love I love that compliment. That's a great compliment. You've got a great face for radio. Um, Touched. Uh, Emma. It's not just us in the Zoom studio today, though, is it? No, it's definitely not. Uh, we are joined by some familiar voices. They joined us last season uh, from Sudan Hill, Melbourne West. We have Pastor Luke Nelson. Ooh. Pastor Luke. Luke Nelson, look out. Def- definitely right. more of a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have from Sudan Hill, Melbourne, Mr. David Martell. Hello. Fellas. Thank you for joining us again. Thanks yeah, for having us. Welcome back, gents. Um, we're stoked to have you back on. We we were really keen to have you both on mm. uh, this week. Um, can I introduce uh, Dave, Em, and if you introduce Luke as to why we've picked these dudes? Yeah. 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 Um, Dave, my idea to have you on, mate, because um, I really loved our conversation from our last mm. episode, and I was uh, particularly taken back by your wonderful rhythm of coming back to the Proverbs every year uh, mm-hmm. on repeat and just seeing them at work in your life and then having them uh, shape the way that you even see Jesus at work in the gospel. So um, when we knew we were doing Proverbs, I'm like, we got to get Dave back for episode one. Wow. Because uh, you'll be able to like bring some of the wisdom of the wisdom book to us. Nothing intimidating about that intro. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, Dave's face kind of went from like, woohoo, to like, okay. Well, that's the fun of the podcast. It's a journey. And uh, we'll look, we'll probably listen to this at some point in the future and be like, yeah, we, great journey. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was true. Wow. Wow, I felt like I was there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then also we are really grateful for Luke. I've actually gotten to work for, with Luke for a really long time. Um, and have learned a lot from him. And one of the things that Louie and I were talking about was just who are the people who froth these series and who, who really enjoy um, diving deep into it. And we knew, Luke, that 
you love Proverbs. Mm. Um, but also you head up our teaching at Studio on a Hill as a movement. Um, so part of what you do is help with the di- different teaching series. And so knew yeah. that you would have a really helpful perspective on what we're doing in Proverbs, why we're here. Um, and so maybe you can give us a quick answer to that, actually. Like, yeah. why Proverbs and why now? It's a great question. Uh, I guess one of the things that we try to do every year with our series is to have at least one series uh, that's kind of topical and deals with some of the big questions and topics of our culture. Mm. Uh, in the past, we've done things like him and her. We've done left and right last year. And this year we thought, well, after last year, we thought maybe we could just do something that's a little less controversial, <laughs> but is still like really relevant and yeah. uh, accessible for people who are outside of the church. Um, and so we were thinking about Proverbs and it just, to me, there's so much wisdom in there uh, that I think is a really helpful thing for us to use and to interact with as Christians, but also uh, for people who are outside of the church. I think there's so much that we can show that we can really show uh, you know, we speak about the beauty, truth, and relevance of Jesus, and I think mm. that we can really do that through the Book of Proverbs. Um, I've certainly been thinking about how, as a culture, we are just drowning in data and information, mm. but we really lack wisdom. And so, mm. my hope, our hope, our prayer is that through this series, uh, we'll really be able to show uh, the the wisdom of God, and and that actually our Maker knows how we can live. He created us and he knows what's best for us and let's really try and make that accessible and and, and point to his wisdom. As you've um, been preparing and planning for the the series that we're in at the moment, um, we're covering a bunch of different topics, um, looking at friendship and money and marriage and family, um, justice. There's more than that. I know I'm forgetting a couple. Um, But is there one in particular that you are looking forward to like, yeah. preparing for or diving deep into? Yeah, I think it's the one on words. Uh, I'm, mm. fasc- I'm fascinated by words. Nice. I love words. I spend my life in words. I spend all the day, mm. if I have a day off, I'm reading. Uh, you know, I write 250,000 words a year or something. Um, and I'm just fascinated by how we're surrounded by words and so I was really excited about that. And then I started studying up for it and reading, and I thought, this is actually incredibly convicting. So <laughs> I'm, le- I'm less excited by it now, but, but I'm absolutely uh, learning from it. Uh, I think it's just extraordinary, the power of words for life or death. That's how Proverbs presents it, that the, um, we have the power for life or death in the tongue uh, and thinking through how easy it is to sin with the tongue, but also uh, the potential that we have to bring blessing. Um, so, yeah, that's I'm, I'm right in the middle of writing that sermon, and so I'm still a little bit unformed on it, but it, it's a fascinating topic. Wow. Mm. How about you guys, Louis, Dave? What are you, as you look at the topics of the weeks ahead, what are you looking forward to in your walks with Jesus? I mean, personally, for me, it was yesterday's. I think the introduction is pretty mind-blowing when it sets mm-hmm. the tone of wisdom and folly in the age that we find ourselves in, which would be also relevant for anyone who comes to the Book of Proverbs at any point in history since its inception. Um, 
and uh yeah the 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 approach we're taking with um the the over over uh, the stimulus we have is just nonstop the mm. the art of thinking i i feel is something that is not a priority mm-hmm. i was at uh, my gp last week and i can't remember the wording but the cup she had a cup uh, a mug that kind of said you know Google's not your doctor. You can trust what I have to say. You know, like, our Google doesn't have precedence over my my med degree kind of thing. She's so over it. And everyone is just an expert in everything. But Mm -hmm. you actually stop to think. And I think Proverbs, I mean, it's true for the Bible, too, is is a book that needs to be meditated upon for weeks, years. It's a lifelong thing. And I was really looking forward to just kicking off. And and in Melbourne, I think uh, the way Guy approached it. Uh, it was just a really fantastic introduction, uh, reminding us that there are proverbs in every culture, in every country, in every piece of history, but this one is formed, starts, journeys, and ends with the mm-hmm. fact that God is the beginning and the end of wisdom. Mm-hmm. So, kind of a good launch, and I'm looking forward to all the weeks ahead. Mm-hmm. How about you, Louis? Yeah, nice, beautiful, Dave. Thanks for sharing. Um uh, I'm um, I I don't mean to rebrand your question. Uh, I, there's not a particular topic that I'm really keen. I, I, I think I'm keen to think about all of them. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing the result of mm-hmm. diving into wisdom as a whole, particularly from the perspective of, um, like I've just loved thinking about the fact that God is a God who gives wisdom to His people. He doesn't withhold wisdom. He wants to bless people with knowledge, and I, I think there's going. I hope to see um, just the the power of that realization of God's generous gift in knowledge, and then the the way that uh, if if the church uh, lives this out, like we model to the world the way it should be, and we are little Christs. Uh, to live in the way of wisdom is such a beautiful way of making Jesus known. Yeah. Um, and uh, to me, that's really exciting. Um, yeah, to to just be able to consider um, God's leadership, uh, and you know, when you when you when you learn something for the first time and you you, you start applying it, and you see it start working out. It only just grows your affection for the one who told you of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your appreciation of that one, um, and isn't it awesome that that the Christian faith not only offers salvation, but this this deep intellectual, applied, practical way of living um, in the here and now that extends into and is perfected into eternity? Um, I think that's so cool. Like we're warming up for the kingdom of God <laughs> with the Book of Proverbs. So yeah, sorry, I'll stop preaching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I'll ask a question so I'm not talking anymore. <laughs> uh, for the room, for the Zoom room, uh, uh, and I feel like this could be a great question that it, uh, maybe a whole church could adopt, but is there a particular, you know, this is a great meet and greet question, is there a particular proverb that is standing out for you in your life right now? Like when you think proverbs, is there a low-hanging fruit proverb that you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. loving that one right now? It does have to, maybe it doesn't have to be loving. I'll open it up. It could be I'm thinking on this one. Yeah. Question. 
That is a good question. Got a preface for stuff like this, Louis. I mean, I, I, I <laughs> when I came to, uh, you know, the sponge years, I like to call them when I came to God, uh, <laughs> returned to the Lord. Somebody said that, man, you're like a sponge. And I really was like everything. <laughs> was, just like you described, Louis, everything mm. I was learning was like, whoa, whoa. And uh, I took to memorization and uh, that lasted, I don't know, a couple of months great if I kept that up, but I did memorize a few verses. And one was a proverb because it applied to me then. It applies to me now more than ever. Proverbs ten nineteen: when words are many, sin is not absent, mm. but he who holds his tongue is wise. Mm. That will definitely not be my on my tombstone, but uh, something to work towards. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm. Um, I've been thinking of a couple as I've been thinking through words. Uh, one's just so uh, visceral. I love it. Uh, Proverbs eighteen six: A fool's lips walk into a fight, <laughs> and his mouth invites a beating. <laughs> mm. Like just that sense of, and you see this, don't you? That there's some people as soon as they open their mouth, it just <laughs> you wish they had kept it shut. <laughs> um, I think that's a really interesting one. And the other one I've been thinking about is Proverbs eighteen eight. Uh, the words of a whisperer are like delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of the body. Um, just been thinking a lot about gossip and our fascination with hearing uh, how rubbish other people are. We 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 uh, we feast on the shame of other people, and you know, like it's a delicious morsel, but it goes down into the inner parts of the body. It actually poisons us. Um, so yeah, I've been thinking, reflecting a lot on that. That's deep, Luke. Feasting on the shame of other people that completely changes the way that people now watch Netflix and reality TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brutal, brutally sanctifying. Yeah, for us. <laughs> uh, mine's less rough. I think <laughs> not hard. Um. But when I growing up in my dad's office, he had something from some events, but it was just that simple um, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Um, and I think because living in community and in relationships of accountability is so important to me, like I come back to that. Like it's that beautiful life on life. Mm. Um, it's a it's a gift that we get to do that with one another. It's a gift that we get to help become help people become more like Jesus. Um, and it also kind of reminds you that it's not going to be necessarily easy. <laughs> like there's like a scraping to that. Like there's a oh yeah. There's a cutting away. There's like you have to get rid of something for that. Um, sparks will fly. Sparks will fly and sometimes <laughs> they do. Um, but it's like it's those it's those people in your life who love you enough to point you to the truth. Um I think is what that invokes in me. And I just, yeah, I remember always seeing that up in his office. And it was like signed by a whole bunch of different people, I think, from an accountability group that he was. Part wow. Of. That's so cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I think there is, there is a way that we can um, be looking to these, looking to Proverbs and whether it's in the different series as a whole, like, sorry, in the different topics specifically and really drilling down or kind of looking at the book as a whole. Um, there's this opportunity to really see who Jesus is and see the call 
of understanding more of who he is. Um, and I think it would be naive to think that that wouldn't happen or that couldn't happen. Um, one of the things that that guy mentioned yesterday, which I found as a helpful reminder, um, was uh, this idea that it's not a book of commands. Like that's not that's not what this is, but rather it's um, it's guidelines, it's waifs for life, it's it's things to help us um, in our walk to become more like Christ, um, and for those around us too as well. Um, yeah, what do you? Are there times where you have been in the Proverbs and it's just been really clearly helped you see Jesus more, mm-hmm. um, understand the character of God through the Proverbs? Yeah, it's a good question. It's actually something I've been thinking about quite a bit just preparing the series because, like, I've read Proverbs, obviously, and dipped into it here and hey, there. We're, good. we're glad to hear that, people. <laughs> <laughs> and right on time for the series. <laughs> yeah, I saw the movie. Uh, <laughs> You got the cliff notes. It was a bit. It was a bit disjointed. It was just like a lot of random thought. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> um, actually, can I say something real quickly on the order, the the jumble of proverbs? Mm. I know it's out of context, mm. but I, I read I read this amazing line by a woman called Kathleen Nielsen. She's got a fantastic commentary on proverbs, and she's like, "What do we do is the jumble of proverbs? Like, there's about a thousand proverbs, and one minute you're reading about marriage, the next one you're reading about ants and sluggards of work and stuff. Yeah. How does it all work?" And she says that actually that feels like life. It's not wow. like you get up. It's not like you wow. get up and you think, "Right, I'm now going to focus on my marriage. Yeah. And I'm going to think about my work oh, and then my wealth." Life just comes at you from every direction, and so you need all kinds of wisdom. Love it. Um, and anyway, so that that was a cool discovery. Um, mm-hmm. But Jesus, um, yeah, so thinking more about who Jesus is and, and how we find him in Proverbs, I think what I keep coming back to is here. here is the perfectly wise person. Mm-hmm. Um, so if wisdom is knowing how to live and ultimately that's following God's design for that, I just love that Jesus did that all the time, the way he yeah. used his words or the way he treated his family. One of the things I've been noticing a lot more recently is just how Jesus treats his family. I, I love watching the little moments where he's talking to his mum. There's something really precious about those moments, and, and I think yeah. that'll just really help us uh, in the book of Proverbs. Like Jesus uh, exemplifies the wisdom of Proverbs. So good. What was the uh, question? Um, how is reading like Proverbs over time? And Dave, you've done it a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, what is that revealed of God's character or who Jesus is um, yeah. as you've been in the Word? Mm-hmm. I mean, I sort of shared on this yesterday um, to the church. Uh, when I was at a point in my life, probably the first time that I felt flat after, is coming out of the sponge years. Uh, I don't know if everyone can identify a point when in their walk, it was, it was almost easy because it was so exciting. Uh, everyone comes to the Lord in the same way. I've talked to people whose testimony is practical. They've been following Jesus all their lives. That's cool. Mine was like just a, you know, a huge shift from like complete 
one side to the other. So I guess people who can, who've experienced that can potentially relate that it is uh, like overwhelming in, in every way. And then I remember at a point looking at Christians who seemed to be uh, coasting along and just kind of be, geez, I hope that doesn't happen to me. Do they not realize? Like the first time I went outside my house after reading Revelation, I was like looking up to the sky and thinking, man, <laughs> is this guy going to fall? You know, like it was just so happening in real time. Like what's going on here? Has anyone seen this? Wow. And then- Looking at these bowls. Yeah. <laughs> it was that It was that tangible. And um, then as the years went by, I, I, I started noticing that one small decision after another was just taking me along a path where I kind of forgot who I was. Mm-hmm. And it was just going out to a party one night and then just- uh, when I was in bed that night, I just kind of saw myself. Um, I don't know if it was like God gave me a lens to just kind of have an opportunity to see what he was seeing, but it, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't where he wanted me to be. I wasn't who he, and he really made that clear to me in that moment. And it was like, I had this intense sense that like, there was something, there was the kingdom of God. There was this amazing thing going on and I was just out of reach of it. Mm. Um, and I had this like overwhelming terror, <laughs> you know, like I don't love telling this story cause I don't want to freak people out. And I don't recommend this in any way, you know, but it was an experience I had. And I don't think like that's the answer that people need, you know, like go off, go, go off the rails. God's going to freak you out and bring you back, you know, in no way. But it was, it was a, it was a, a very tangible thing. And the next morning, I just kind of realized, I haven't been in the Word in a while. What, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, and, and that's a hard thing to do is in that moment, I, I want to get back to the Word. Where do I start? Mm. That's, that's, that could be a tricky one because the book is a big one. For those of you listening, I'm, I'm showing them my paper Bible. It's big. He's got the Bible up there. The got the Bible. One. And for some reason, I opened up to Proverbs, started in verse 1. And as I'm chipping away at the verses, verse seven just says, the fear uh, of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fool dis- fools despise wisdom and instruction. And it just connected me to the night before that thought that I had. Uh, and it, it just, it, it was a mind blow moment. It was a, oh my goodness, he knows mm-hmm. exactly what I'm thinking and doing in this moment. He knows what I need to hear. The word fear, you know, I sat on it for a bit at that time. And it just, to me, the, the image that came to mind is like, not to make this sound like I'm a surfer. I'm terrible. I've done it a few times and I'm really not good at it. But you know that <laughs> moment when you're on the surfboard and you're just kind of looking out at the ocean and you're like, you could destroy me in a second. It is such a powerful force. And it was just like seeing that God is, yeah, like to be mm. revered in awe. And I just kind of like, I wasn't giving him that credit. And he was just like, hey, Dave, by the way, I'm your pal. I'm also, you know, mm. And that just brought me to that day calling a sister from my church, just spewing it all out, you know, like just saying, I need to be in the Word. Mm-hmm. And she was just so gracious and just brought me back in a huge way. And he just welcomed me and took me on a back where I needed to go. He's like, cool. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Dave, so much for sharing that. That's uh, so honest and so real. And I appreciate so much the bringing in the fear of the Lord, you know, mm. is the beginning of wisdom. You know, the wisdom literature lives there. You know, Ecclesiastes, you know, crescendos with fear God, keep his commandments. You know, mm. this, 
Like, um, maybe Luke, just uh, we'll give Dave a moment to breathe and to think on this. But <laughs> like, let's let's explore that concept of the fear of the Lord. That um, yeah. I think that has fallen on hard times in oh, the modern yeah. church. Um, can you just help our listeners understand? Maybe they've opened Proverbs for the first mm. time. And they're like, hold on a minute, I'm supposed to be scared of God so I can be smart. Is that what it says? Yeah. Like, um, ex- you know, picture you're, um, you're maybe explaining it to the, your kids for the first time as they in- yeah. come across these ideas. Um, what's a helpful frame uh, that I think can build on what Dave's already, already introduced us to? It's mm, great. Uh, lots to say on that. And I, I think you're right that the fear of the Lord, I think, is underrated. I think mm-hmm. we uh, we want to see God in a very therapeutic kind of way, that he's just our friend, as you say, Dave. Like, yes, he is that, but he's much more than that. Uh, so uh, there is a verse in the Bible, 1 John, I think 1 John 4 says that um, uh, perfect love dries out fear, drives out fear mm-hmm. um, because fear has to do with judgment. So I think there is a sense in which we shouldn't be terrified of God's judgment if we're trusting in Jesus. We don't have to fear that. But we should never still uh, just become casual towards God. Mm. So it's really mm-hmm. telling in the Bible when God's people, God's people encounter God's power in a real way, their response is fear. So Moses at the burning bush, he, he's afraid. Uh, when God turns up at Mount Sinai to give the Ten Commandments, everyone's like quaking in fear. Uh, and it's even with Jesus, like gentle Jesus, meek and mild, he calms the waves. And the dudes, the disciples in the boat, they were terrified of the waves, but they're actually more terrified of Jesus because he can calm the waves. Uh, or, you know, when mm. Jesus transfigured, uh, Peter, James, and John. We're told that they were terrified because they're seeing the glory of God. And so yeah. we should have a sense of awe. Um, the way I like to think about it is uh, when we talk about glorifying God, it, it's feeling his weight and mm. giving him his weight. I, I think the fear of God comes when we feel his heftiness, like the mm. weight of his glory, like it yes. comes down on us and we feel that. I think that's uh, really important. But then as alongside that, there has to be – so there's a sense of awe, and that leads to obedience, but there's also trust. So Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. So there is there is this an immense God that you feel his power, but you also uh, feel like you can hold his hand, you know. Mm, um, that's yeah. extraordinary. Uh, I mean, C.S. Lewis puts it beautifully uh, in line, the Witch in the Wardrobe, like Lucy yeah. is about to meet. Aslan, and he mm. he's a lion. Uh, is he safe? And mm. one of the Nadi characters says, "No, safe. He's not safe, but he's good." Mm. And, and and I mean, that's just such a beautiful, perfect way to describe it. God is not safe. He is the storm. He's the oceans. Mm. He can destroy us in a moment, but he's good, and he loves to look after mm. us. So so we get to put our hands in the hand of God. Um, yeah, I feel like that's kind of captures that sense of fear but also access and love. And uh, it just in a really practical, less intensely emotional point about that is like that was exactly what happened in real time in my life, what mm. God took me through and what he yeah. taught me 
I like I actually got to live Proverbs one seven because he wanted me to know that uh, you know my kingdom is no joke my my mm. calling is no joke. Jesus is calling for us is real. And that's just the beginning. Mm. Like until you realize, so like start, like just ponder that. Let that sit, uh, like look at your life and ask yourself, are you seeing that as, have you come to terms with that? Are, is is that a big deal in your life when you look at it? Mm-hmm. Okay. What can you do about that? Call a friend, make a decision, pray, get some account, whatever you need. And then he says, and then the verse says, it's the beginning of knowledge. And I really felt Mm. that slowly, you know, I was like, okay, Mm. well then where am I going to get that? I just asked, I'm going to keep reading here. And then Mm -hmm. slowly it just, the lessons kept coming and the, the discipleship happened, but not until I stopped Mm. uh, to accept that. And kind of going back to what you said earlier, Louis, like God loves to give wisdom. So Mm. if we fear him, if we humble ourselves before him. He'll absolutely give us what we're seeking, you know. Yeah. It, he's not, he's, it's valuable. Uh, it's more precious than jewels, uh, but it's also attainable. It's it's there. Yeah. 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 Then that, that's the, that's one of like the big promises in the New Testament in James, mm. isn't it? If yeah. any one of you lacks wisdom, mm. <laughs> it's just like... Yeah, Here you go because I, I see God. You know, gives generously without all to all. That's, that's right, and I think in our culture we think of wisdom as a very elusive thing. It's a guru. Mm. It's the Dalai Lama. It's Yoda. Um, <laughs> it's, it's these people who've been around, and and you have to go to a mountaintop, and you have to go to some ashram for six years or something before you get it. But actually, no. It, Anyone can have it. Some of the wisest people are the most humble and um, unassuming people that you'll ever see. Like mm. one of my mates, he's just so wise. He's just a beautiful guy. He's not. He's not in full time ministry. Works full time as a plumber, um, and he's just so down to earth. Mm. And he is so wise. Like I just, I love him. Mm. You know, for that wisdom, it's just mm. great. Mm. Yeah, I think it's such a uh, a generous posture God gives us in like what you said in James and that idea that he he's told us to ask him for it mm. like it, it's he's just like no if you ask i will give it to you and i um i always love it when people like when we're at church or at different opportunities and people are like oh man i just really feel like i'm lacking wisdom in this area and what a privilege it is to be able to kind of come alongside of them and pray that for them and be like, God, you love hearing this prayer. Like, mm. would you please answer it? Because it's, you know, we ask God for so many different things over over life, um, and we don't always know what that what that is going to look like. We we don't always know if it's going to be a yes or a no or maybe later. Um, but this is one of the things. Is like, no, if you ask for this, I will give it to you. Mm. Um, and so there's great Good. confidence in that, um, and a great kindness. Of you know someone who yeah can uh, like take the storm and change it you know who can walk on water uh, yet who was really kind mm-hmm. um, and that he's like no nope, like yep. I love you I want this mm-hmm. for you yep um, I think maybe it's something that we're afraid to ask for at times like mm-hmm. what will it say about me if I'm asking for wisdom and to be wise in this situation 
um, kind of like that false humility <laughs> almost in that, in that moment is happening. But actually we have a good God who has been quite intentional with his words um, right. and his invitation to us as his children. Um, and he wants to use that in the world around us. Like he wants us to be living lives that reflect the wisdom that he has given us. Mm-hmm. Um, because we aren't just here to be in a holy huddle, you know, where we are here to be in the world, but not of it. And to do that is going to take wisdom yeah. <laughs> to make wise choices in the world that we're surrounded by is going to take wisdom. Um, and yeah, it just gives us great, um, strength to kind of live out that, that call that we see in Matthew 28 to go and to make disciples to do that and to be in the world and to be pointing people to Jesus and living lives that do that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, kind of thinking through that element, like we're wanting to look at different topics over this series um, for the intention that in each of these different areas we're living like Christ mm. and we have we have wisdom for it um, and that's great. It's good for us to be more like Jesus, but I think he also wants it to use it to bring the people around us closer to him. Um, how, how have you guys seen that at play? Um, how have you seen the way that God has given you wisdom in life um, in different areas that has helped you either like, and it could be as obviously as sharing the gospel, but it also could be as subtle as just being that faithful friend who people know they can call because you have consistently lived out a life of following Jesus. I mean, I could think of two things right away. One is um, being able to journey through life with someone who is going through something that uh, you potentially have gone through, like we learned in the series on Second mm-hmm. Corinthians, the God of all comfort mm-hmm. comforts us and we get to comfort each other. I've, I've had the privilege of, of sharing you know, life with people that way. But I think uh, the, the reason uh, that, I've had some great relationships with a few kind of people that are kind of handpicked, like probably discipleship relationships is this realization that my goodness, please don't look at me for anything because I'm going to disappoint you so hard. And to claim, you know, uh, it would be really awesome for me to list all the wisdomous things that I've done and then go home and, and tell my wife, Hey, so this is how awesome I am today. And this is what I was telling her when she'd be like, yep. Check, check, check for sure. You know, uh, and and just that that like I went to seminary a few years ago just to do a few classes, you know, looking for uh, answers, and I came out with many, many more questions. <laughs> and I wow. think, yeah, and I think the more I press into uh, something like Proverbs, because going back to it often, uh, you know, in my cycles, like one or two years or whatever. Um, it's just feels so impossible to uh, be able to live this calling, and yet the the constant bombardment of just how uh, God uh, sees me the way He sees me, no matter you know how far off I've done it, and this this constant, um, like you said, Luke, He holds our hand with these things. It's it's something to aim for. Uh, it's um, it it speaks so so clearly into all of the aspects of my life. I think uh, is also something that I think I've been I've used in conversations with people who don't call themselves Christians, 
to share that, that my goodness, there is so much gold in this book. Uh, it's my favorite book because every time I come to it, it, it knows me so well, mm-hmm. but it has the highest opinion of me. And there's this book, Proverbs, that I've read over and over and over. And every time I go to it, I see something new that I didn't before because I've changed. But I'll tell you, the God who's behind that never changes. And he never changes his view for me, but he's always got another lesson for me to learn. It's just like nothing I've ever seen. And you know, I'd like to just think of one or two off the top of my head, but there are so many easy connections to make through Proverbs, you know, rather than just telling him, hey, you're a sinner, you need to repent. Sometimes that's all you need to tell someone. It's that simple. That's what they need to hear, I would say. Like conversations with people, their own context. And but every every situation is different. Some but I think a lot of the time it's connecting on a way that maybe something like Proverbs can and and you can just really agree on that and then see where and when Jesus comes in. Mm. Great, Dave. Um, it's a really good question. How, how do you live out the wisdom of Proverbs? You know, you know, make make God known through it. I, I think the vast majority of my life is around Christians. Actually, too much of my life is around Christians. I love I love Christians, but uh, I I need to live a more public, public life. I would say so. It's almost like I think around Christians there's there is a common ground that you can work from. So I guess the number one thing that I would get from Proverbs with Christians is the, the importance of uh, unity and uh, resolving conflict. Mm-hmm. I think Proverbs speaks a lot about that, mm-hmm. uh, how, we, how we preserve unity together, mm-hmm. and the whole Bible does that. Uh, yeah, as Christians, we have the ultimate conflict resolved with God, and so we should have the resources to resolve conflict with each other. And so yeah. uh, I think Proverbs speaks into that a lot. I think with non-Christians, the big thing that I probably get from Proverbs is listening, the importance of listening and mm. being a faithful friend. Uh, something mm. I've noticed if I'm talking to a non-Christian, I don't feel like non-Christians ask a lot of questions. I, I don't think they have the same curiosity uh, of of a person. Uh, as Christians, hopefully, we have something different. We see that every single human is made in God's image and is fascinating to us. And so we want to learn and understand who they are. And I think Proverbs speaks a lot about that, not just kind of asserting your opinion or, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the wisdom of our age says you just got to say your truth. Mm-hmm. And just be who you are. Proverbs says, no, 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 that's not true. <laughs> you actually need to listen to what other people have to say mm. and yeah. um, take your time and uh, be quick, be be quicker to listen than to speak. And, and I think that that's quite an unusual thing in our culture. And so I think that's one of the easiest ways that we can show our uniqueness with no Christians mm. to, mm. to just be a listening friend. Um, mm. And hopefully the wisdom comes from that. A lot of wisdom is just you understand the situation better so you can speak into it because you haven't jumped in too early. Um, mm. You've actually just taken time to consider it. Yeah. There's something beautiful about the Proverbs in that it's wisdom from God to his people 
It's God lifting the lid as to what his lifestyle and thinking pattern is like. And it's it's the kingdom of God lifestyle instructed in a way. And I think that the beauty of making Jesus known through the Proverbs is that the gospel is no longer an abstract idea of freedom in Jesus, but that people get to see it in our lives. They can see life now in the kingdom of God through the person and work of Jesus being lived out by us to them. Uh, and it also just continues to give us a a perpetual set of stories to share of the goodness of God of, I was like this, but I'm seeing now this. I feel like Christians often feel like the only story we have to tell is our conversion moment of when we stepped out in faith and, you know, lay down our sword and put up the white flag and said, I'm following Jesus now. But I, for me, like reading the Proverbs is just like, man, I, you know, the, like uh, it, you can't help but, you know, in the posture of the fear of the Lord, just be like, keep getting like that posture of repentance and redirecting and mm. reorientating yourself. And there, there, in that, there's these stories of just like God's continual ongoing mercy and grace and goodness that we have mm. to share to people around us. It's so powerful. Well, it's like we've got the cheat code. Um, it's like war. We have all the, <laughs> we have yes. really great pearls of wisdom that God has for us, you know. Um, mm. and, and it's so practical. Mm. Um, you said earlier, uh, Emily, that it's not about uh, an absolute rule on everything. And that's one of the fascinating things about our faith. Mm. Um so the Jews, you know, they had 613 laws which governed a lot of stuff, but there was still lots of stuff that fell in the gaps mm-hmm. um, uh, in the Quran. They basically have rules for every single thing, like even, you know, how you wipe your bum. Like literally there's rules about that. So there's yeah. like a way to do everything. The Bible's not trying to do that. They're saying, mm-hmm. yes, there are some clear guidelines, but then there's a whole bunch of stuff that falls in the gaps. And that's where you need wisdom. Um, mm. And so, you know, it's not, it's not, it, um, it's not immoral to wake up your neighbour with a loud greeting at six a.m. But the proverb says it's not wise. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's the kind of example. It's not, it's not making a rule there, but he's saying they won't appreciate you as much if you do that. Mm. Yeah, don't send a, a meme to your friends before eight a.m. Is my thumb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, you know, like that's wisdom of God. It's filling in all of the gaps. It's all of the the mess and the nitty-gritty of life. Um, I love that God speaks into that. Yeah. Um, If I can get from the room, uh, Luke, you mentioned earlier that they are a bit hodgepodge. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of part of the beauty of it. Um, but there may be people listening and certainly people at our church who this is the first time that they've really approached Proverbs beyond perhaps the mug or the <clears throat> greeting card. Um, if you guys could give one tip, one sentence um, of how what can help people read Proverbs well as we're going through this series. Mm. Yeah, can't cheat and do two. Okay. Yeah, of course I can do it. I think, I think something that I've learned recently. This is just a release, you know, in studying for this book. Is there actually is a structure? So, uh, chapter ten to twenty nine is a whole stack of 
proverbs all over the place. But then there's an extended intro, which is all about wisdom and folly, the choice between wisdom and folly. Mm-hmm. And then you have all of these examples of what that looks like in those middle chapters. And then the last two chapters are examples of two people who have chosen wisdom. So if you want to, I think you have to understand those first nine chapters, in particular, you know, 1 verse 7, the fear of the Lord's beginning of knowledge. Um that's the grid through which you see everything. The whole book mm-hmm. is around the choice between wisdom and folly, and just think of it as that, as that, and then look at those last chapters as examples of people who chose the right, chose wisely. Yeah. That would be my first tip. Second tip would be try to just break it down. So maybe one thing that you could do is write one proverb on a little card every day, and then just meditate on that proverb. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Nice. Great. Jeez. Uh, my <laughs> honesty, honestly, I mean, what I love about the Bible, it's the book in the Bible that's right before the book that says wisdom is meaningless. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Bible is such a mystery. Read it, though. Please read it. Like, <laughs> read Proverbs. Yes. It, the only person who wouldn't think it's amazing is someone who has an opinion of it, who hasn't engaged with it. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. we're going to spend a whole sermon series talking about how crucial this is to our existence. And if you keep reading in your Bible, the same person who wrote it's going to tell you that wisdom is meaningless. What the heck does that mean? All right, I'm not going to give you an answer. Please ponder on it, sit on it. Why would he say that? Is it because we don't we don't realize that? Not maybe, maybe not necessarily. But there is so much beautiful mystery in it. Uh, takes a lifetime to chew, but in the moment. There's so many question marks because it's sparking something. You're connecting to me like, oh, what is this doing? Mm. That's good, Dave. Um, uh, I would say, big Bible word, big theological word, read with a hermeneutic in mind, or that means read with a lens, a particular lens, and to make that even simpler for people like me, we're simple, read with a question, like read in search of something, uh, Proverbs was the first book of the Bible that I really just, I think, took seriously and just started a Bible reading journey. And what made it come alive was I was having a really particularly hard time um, in a particular uh, set of circumstances with some particular people. And the pastor at the time said to me, he says, oh, this guy that you're dealing with right now, he sounds like a fool. You should read Proverbs and see what you think about that. And I read Proverbs and I asked myself, well, what can I learn about fools if this guy's a fool and it's going to help me engage with him? Um, and so I just read with that question in mind. Uh, and you can go to Proverbs with all your questions. You know, am I loved? How do I do life well? Am I making a meaningful contribution? You know, how am I going to use my money in this way? Um, and you can, you know, to borrow a phrase, drag those questions through the book of Proverbs. That's right, Luke Nelson. Hashtag Luke Nelson. Um, nice. And I think that that is something incredibly powerful in the way that we can engage in in, in that wisdom. Um, uh, can I have a second one as well? I want a second one. Please, Em. Fine. All right. Read it with Jesus in mind. Yeah. Uh, don't miss Jesus um, as you read through the book of Proverbs because I think that's where um, it, it will, it should stir your affection for Jesus because as you read this and you're just 
keep getting smacked around by just how awesome it is and be like, I can't do this. And then to go, Jesus did. Mm. And that life gets credited to me through his life, death, and resurrection by the grace of God. Like, holy moly, God looks at me and he sees a wise life and he's given me his spirit to live this way now. Like, man, like that's like gospel fuel for the tank just to live and go on mission. Tell you what. Um, But anyway, that's my second one. (laughs) What about you, Em? Um, well, I selfishly ask because I, I just struggle to read the Proverbs sometimes. Um, and so my, like my advice is what I'm telling myself is just to be patient. Mm, be patient good. with, oh, <laughs> that sounds like someone that's read Proverbs. <laughs> oh, it's definitely someone who's read Proverbs, but I, I think the, the jumbledness of it as someone who quite likes narrative, um, I struggle with it being small bites of narrative over and over and over and over again. Um, but then I just remind myself, oh, Emily, if you're just patient, like God will, he will use this. Um, and so me asking you was kind of just a little bit of cheeky recon for myself. <laughs> uh, That's good. I figured if I'm asking, I'm probably not the only one. Yeah. Can I can I give a part two then? Because everyone yeah. uh, Go on. Go on. I, I love like every time I, I read something in scripture, there's a new layer to it. Like I, I do love that. But on a very uh, practical level, um, I think I shared this in the last podcast, read one chapter if you can. You don't have to read a whole chapter. But as you go along, just highlight something that stood out for you and you might mm-hmm. not know why. And then the next step, what I like to do is to write it out again in my journal, what stood out to me, and then put yourself in the story. That has been such a helpful thought put yourself in the story in terms of like, uh, you're not the main character of the Bible, Jesus is, but he's also given it to you so you can know him. So why did that stand yeah. out? And I've had more than any other book, I think, like so much written out re- reflections coming out of it because it just connects on such a practical level. So just a practical tip, maybe one chapter at a time, highlight, you know, one to 5,000 things and then go back and <laughs> try to see why it matters to you. And you might yeah. find something some gold in there. Mm. Well, everyone, um, I want to just keep chatting on this. This has been so life-giving, um, but we probably should call it a day or at least an episode. Um, yeah. This has been episode one uh, for the new podcast for our new series. Uh, we are thinking about wisdom for life as we dive deep into the book of Proverbs as a church. Um, you've been with me, Louie. You've been with Em. You've been with Luke. Yeah. You've been with Dave. And uh, and we've been thinking about Jesus. Uh, maybe after this, you can crack open the Book of Proverbs and just to quote a very wise man, just just read it, ponder it, <laughs> sit on it, and yeah. um, and uh, to quote a very wise woman, be patient with it, and uh, yeah. ask of God that He would give us wisdom because He promises that He will give generously without reproach. Mm. Go. That's all for us for now. Uh, but chat soon. See you later. Bye. There you go. Yeah. Thank you.